0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Thank God for being here once again yes. before you. And uh, we're in this season where we're approaching Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, we weren't even done with the hallowed evening. That's what I call it—the real name for Halloween. It's supposed to be a hallowed evening, a holy evening, Amen. But I looked around and people were acting like. Uh, Imps, Because the devil says, uh, it says in the word of God, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. So he's going around tricking people, you know. (laughs) Tricking people, but he's not giving them a good treat. No, Tell you that much. That's why I stick to the hallowed evening, because the next day is supposed to be All Saints Day. Amen. We're supposed to be praising God the night before, getting ourselves right before the maker, so that we could, you know, approach his face in a good grace. Amen. But uh, we're thankful I went to the uh, store and, uh, and uh, uh, Halloween wasn't even done yet. And they already had a uh, ho, 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 Merry Christmas up, you know. The store doesn't play around. They move kind of fast, you know. Kids didn't even have all the candy brought out of the store. People didn't cut the turkey yet, but they got Santa Claus all up there. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we didn't have time to thank God yet. You know, you know, I, I want to just slow down and-, and have some Thanksgiving, you know. Can I do that? Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God for you. We're going to go to the scripture. Don't want to hold you too long. Amen. But we have a, a, a good, brief, good word from God as I prayed and He whispered in my spirit, What to speak to you today. And I say, You know, Lord, uh, I'm very humbled to stand before these great uh, witnesses of your uh, goodness because. You have gone a mighty long way better than me. You could sing that last song better than me. You kept me. from Oh God, you kept me through all hurt, harm, and danger. You kept me for decades and decades. Yes. But I want to show you the scripture. It's in the New Testament. In one of Paul's letters he wrote to the church at Colossae back there in the ancient days book called the Colossians. And uh, it's the third chapter, the 17th verse. I'm, re- I'm reading in the Old English, the King James Version, where it says, And whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And look at this. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So we approach God and worship with Jesus. And who is Jesus beckoning for us to have because he's sitting high on the throne ready to come back to take us home? He sent the Holy Spirit, amen, to comfort, guard, and guide us. So this scripture is helping us to realize that there is an attitude of gratitude that we need to approach God in our everyday lives. It's God's intended purpose for us to develop this. But you know what? We have memories in our life experiences. Uh, that can either help or hinder us in that process. And our thoughts can take us on a pilgrimage, if you will, pun intended. A pilgrimage to either good or bad places of our past. And we can let our mind take us to some dark places, can't we? Where past hurts can keep us locked up from real healing that can come from God. But it's high time, says the Holy Spirit. It's high time that we take our thoughts on a pilgrimage to God. And he can be our peacemaker. He can be the supplier of our needs. He can be our healer. Yes, he can. But how often do we seek to make God submit to our will? Is God going to be God if we're able to make him submit to our will? What kind of God is that? I don't want to worship him, amen? But rather, we, we, we need to submit to his will, that his will will be done. You know how the prayer goes. On earth, as it what is? In heaven. Somebody helped me over there. I heard you, my sister. Amen? Now that's what we need. Can we, the created <laughs> beings, cause the creator to submit to our will? You know, his ideal for how we should live for him. In other words, how we approach him in worship, because our life should be a life after God. And we worship God with our whole life, not just coming to a room on a special day to, amen, sing some songs, etc., and say some special prayers. That's a part of worship. We call that the event. But there is a lifelong process. There are scriptures in the Bible that say, pray without ceasing. In other words, you you should always be worshiping God. Keep a prayer, you know, ringing in your heart towards God. And God will have his power come to you wherever you are and you will have peace in your mind. My God. So that's what worship is all about. God wants us to have a profound peace in the center of our heart. He wants us to have satisfaction. He wants to heal Our very soul. In other words, he wants us to know this thought today. Remember this. How thanksgiving frees the soul for worship. How what? Thanksgiving frees the soul for worship. We could get bogged down and clouded out with all kinds of bad things that will weigh us down from being free to worship God. But you know what? True faith. For that kind of real worship that God expects for us to experience uh, comes through him who has many names. We serve the God with many names. And uh, he has a lot of hyphenated names. My wife, when I got married, she became uh, Lisa Norris Jackson. Amen. Her daddy's name is Norris. But my name is Jackson. She walks around with a hyphenated name, you know. So women, you're not the first one to have the hyphenated name. God created that. And uh, we could worship him as Jehovah Shalom. If I say it like my Hebrew brothers, Jehovah Shalom. Amen? And we could, we could worship him as Jehovah Yireh. And we say it out here in the Western Hemisphere, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We like him. You know, we, we, we want him. We, we, we want to seek his hand, not so much his face, but what's in his hand. You know, we're like little kids. And we need to worship him as Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Amen. He will help us experience and, comp- and, 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 and have a complete and thorough healing, not just for our mind, but our soul. In the Hebrew, the soul is all your faculties of intellect, your passions, all of that wrapped up in on the inside. King David said, everything within me should bless the Lord. And I will bless the Lord at all all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. See, we ought to be a walking worship tool for God. Amen? Shining in dark places. But how many times do we absorb the darkness and walk around like darkness? But God wants us to be a light, a shining light. He wants us to have the savoring flavor of heaven so that we become the salt of heaven, amen? Where there is preservation, where there is healing, we should be salt and light. But you know, the enemy of God wants us to have the opposite. Are you truly thankful to God? Think about it. Or do you want to have whatever you want whenever you want it? Let's explore what Thanksgiving should be by looking at what it shouldn't be. That's how we can really define what it is by what it is not. Amen. Let's take note of three deductive thoughts. I like deductive thoughts because uh, maybe I should have been a detective because you can, you know, narrow down to who done it, you know. A lot of times it was the butler, you know, and we didn't see that coming. He 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 blindsided us, you know. That's the devil. He'll blindside you. But God will send the Holy Ghost so we can have deductive reasoning, much like that Italian uh, 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 police officer. uh, He 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 had a promotion. They made him a lieutenant. Lieutenant Columbo. He knows how to have deductive reasoning. Let's use deductive reasoning now to help us clear up uh what continual thanksgiving is by what it is not number one thanksgiving is not a way to manipulate god into giving us what we want he's not a genie in a bottle bottle where you rub him just right and he'll just give you whatever you know i give you three wishes that's not god no if that was him it wouldn't be god We ought to rest in God's promises. He does make promises, and he will keep them, uh, and and he will never fail. I found out three things God can't do. He can't die, he can't lie, and he can't fail. That's good. You know? I like God, because I like to win. Amen? I play a game, I bet you I'm going to try to win. Amen? I like being saved and uh, being called by God, because I'm on the winning side. And I don't care what the, the, the devil does and all his big grand parades and whatnot. In the end, the Bible shows what his end's going to be. That's why when I get, you know, outtrodden by the enemy's little uh, nasty nothings. I don't, I don't want to call them sweet nothings. They're nasty nothings. Amen. He tries to uh, make me get depressed like I can't make it, like I want to give up. You know, you can't have a give up spirit. You can't say, I'm in a wheelchair, I'm in here in a nursing home. Oh, it's time to just give up. But you know what? No one can imprison your mind, can they? I know paralysis can do certain things, but it can't take your mind, thank God. Even people that have certain proclivities wherein they seemingly have has lost their memory. I bet you one thing, that computer, the greatest computer in the whole universe called the brain that God created, it has stored images and memory. That the devil can't destroy. And you can remember that. You know what I have pain. I have this. I have that. But I know I still love God. You can still love God. You may not remember all the Bible. But you, you know this in your heart. That you love God. And nobody can steal that feeling from your soul. Because the Holy Spirit put it there. You still love God. So we can't let the devil manipulate our thoughts. Look at this. Philippians Because Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. It's called Philippians. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 19. In the King James Version, it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his what? Riches in glory. But by who? By Christ Jesus. See, we need Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God sent us a bridge over troubled water. Those songsters had it right. Like a bridge. Over troubled waters. Who is that? His name is who? His name is Jesus. Jesus is the what? Bridge over troubled waters. He's going to be the supplier of our need. He provides the power we need for life and service. We're supposed to serve him. Another songster said, you got to serve somebody. It might be the devil. It might be the Lord. But you got to what? You got to serve somebody. But God supplies the power we need to serve him. He supplies materials we might need as well, according to Philippians, the fourth chapter. You know, the apostle Paul did not have a wealthy organization giving him support, much like you see on these televangelists and such. I'm not against all of them. Some of them I am, you know, because they like to fleece the, the sheep. They'll even take your hard earned money. People on a fixed income, they'll take your money and run some of them. You know why? Because God is not in them. They serve a, 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 an idol god called money. Is money bad? No. Is what people do with money sometimes bad? Yes. <laughs> the Bible says that we should not what? Amen. Just, we should not amen, go around uh, worshiping money, in other words. You know, because that's, that's, that's the beginning of all evil. It's the root of all evil. The love of what? Money. I, I'm supposed to love God, not love money. You know? I need money. I'm, I'm not going to get you wrong because I got to pay my bills, you know? And I got to buy food for my hungry children, right? Right? And, and, and my wife, she's not that, you know, uh, a person that fusses a lot, but I want to buy her nice things sometimes, you know? And we're overdue to go on a trip together. My God. We've been married all going on 31 years, hon. That's right. And we haven't had a good, fancy trip really yet. The last time we had a fancy trip, we went to the Poconos for a a week when we first got married. Isn't that something? My God. But we're overdue. We need some trips. Trips. S on the end. Plural. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. I thank God I got at least one good elder in my church. She can uh, keep the ship running while we go on one little quick little trip. Amen. We getting ready to do that. Amen. On Thanksgiving weekend, y'all pray for me. I know you mothers and fathers in here can pray for me. Amen. Help that preacher to keep his marriage running good. Y'all going to pray for me? Help that preacher to do good with his children. Y'all going to pray for me? Amen. I love y'all. Pray for me. Amen. Amen. So that was number one. Thanksgiving is not a way to manipulate God into what we want, but we're supposed to rest assured in him, find out what his will is and rest in him. Here's number two. Thanksgiving is not an attempt to change God's timing, but it does enable us to wait patiently and readjust our times to his. This means that we expect God to work. While we go about our days, you know, with a quiet spirit, uh, uh, fulfilling our responsibilities, etc. In this, we are freed to take our hands off of what we might feel we need to control. Uh, like men in the bedroom, they have the clicker in their hand, and the, the wife usually does not. You know, most men—I bet you ninety-some percent—is con- in control of the TV remote. They, they have their hand on, uh, they can control that, you know. Uh, 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 I do it in my room too, but uh, I submit, I let my wife, we could see one of those teary-eyed women movies sometimes. You know, I look at him, and I think God uh, for Rocky because he has a mix of both. You know, men that want to fight a little bit, but also he cries, Adrian, Adrian, you know. He has a little bit of everything in there. So I said, yeah, well, let's meet in the middle. Let's look at Rocky, you know. But uh, men like to have a little control in their hand. Women do too. Women may do it more passive-aggressively than men on occasion. But we like having control. But Psalm 46.10 says we need to be still and know that God is God, not us. And God said, I will be exalted Among all the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. We can't exalt ourselves. Guess what be still means? It means take your hands off the clicker. (laughs) Take your hands off and relax. God knows what he is doing. And his timing is, guess what? Perfect. And when it is all over, he will be exalted. I told you I like the winning side. You will be blessed if you are resting in God. Amen. So when you feel nervous and fidgety, wanting to interfere with God's plans for your life, remember these three admonitions from the word of God. One, be still. Two, stand still. And three, sit still. We, we saw what be still was about. Stand still is this, which is somewhat like the ancient day they had the first Veterans Day. I know we had Veterans Day on the 11th, right? Yeah. Armistice Day. And Armistice is when there's a ceasefire. Everybody stand still. Don't shoot anybody. Don't slap anybody. Don't punch or kick anybody. Don't call anybody's name out. Don't talk about their mama. Don't, don't do anything. So, amen. They, they had Armistice Day. And God had it in Exodus 14, 13... And Moses said unto the people, "Fear not; stand still, see armistice, and see the salvation of the Lord, which uh, He will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall what see them never again. You you shall see them no more. Isn't that great? They were imprisoned by them." They were incarcerated by them. They were enslaved by them. But God said, guess what? Uh, I'm going to get them out of your way so you can be free to worship me. Come, meet me at, at Mount Sinai and let's go to worship. Yes, Amen. God is also saying, sit still. You're saying, but preacher, I am sitting still. I'm in the wheelchair. Can't you see me? <laughs> but Sister Ruth in the Bible, she had a book. Thank God. God let women write books in the Bible, too. Ruth in chapter 3 verse 18 It says then she said Sit still my daughter or Her mother-in-law was telling her Until you know how the matter will turn out For the man that Amen that should be your good suitor Will not rest until he has Concluded the matter this day See up to that point Ruth was doing all of the work But, but then Boaz Her possible suitor Went to work for her Because she put it in the hands of God. See, God never loses. Women, you don't have to be conniving and everything. Give it over to God. I bet you God will bring that man right over to you. Amen. It was time for Ruth to rest and wait, trusting her kinsman redeemer. Ruth is a good example for us to follow when we have needs to be met. She listened to instructions. She obeyed. She believed what her redeemer said. She received his gifts. And waited in patience for him to do the rest. When you are at the feet of your Redeemer, you have nothing to lose, nothing to fear. Amen. And here's the last one. Number three. Y'all hanging in there. Y'all say, preacher, I don't have nowhere else to go. I'm hanging in there. (laughs) Number three. Thanksgiving does not mean that we can eliminate or delay the inevitable. The inevitable is is, is just going to come, right? God, guess what, though? He is the omniscient alpha and omega. Why did the Bible reveal that part of God? God says, I am alpha and omega. He says, I am the beginning and the end. So he created time. So he has a heavenly purpose for us and he has laid it out. The beginning and the end. And uh, we need not worry about all the in-betweens. Amen. We can't change anything by worrying. You know, and uh, we can't even change anything by thanking him a lot. You know, sometimes we get into this. I'm sorry, I'm using it as a, a, you know, the religious way of, you know, doing a lot of Hail Marys or saying a lot of this, saying a lot. I will thank God a thousand times. I will be repentant one million times and God's going to change. We can't do that. Then God is not God. But what is God really saying? Being thankful does not allow us to face, uh, it, it, it does allow us, sir. being thankful a, a allows us to face the most difficult circumstances with these two things graciousness and peace. Graciousness and peace. God is a God of grace. And thank God I, I named my firstborn, my daughter, Siana. The Holy Ghost said, Name her Siana. That means God is gracious. Amen. He blessed me. Amen. Little old me insignificant me amen it looked looked as if we wouldn't have any children we had some struggles there but then god blessed us and then amen i came home from work late one evening and my wife had a little platter decorated and it had all the little baby stuff on it she was trying to tell me we're expecting a child and i i i, I beamed in all my glorious manly smile amen amen I said, said, "Woohoo! thank God, amen. I got the point right away, because she had it all, you know, all precious and sweet, and and, and had a little baby stuff on the little tray, and uh, when she opened the door, that's what she showed me, amen. Thank God for that, and, and thank God, Sienna Anna came, amen, firstborn, amen. I thought it was going to be a firstborn son, and we wrapped him in swaddling clothes and put him in the manger, you know, whatever. No, but it was a firstborn daughter, and daughters can have birthright too. It's in the scriptures. Yes. Not just men having the birthright and having the father's name and doing all this stuff, getting the land and being the king and all that, you know. But women, amen. God hath blessed them to also be in charge, too. Yes. My daughter has the firstborn. She always says it in the little card. She gives me Father's Day or whatever. She says, Your this is your firstborn, and I will never give up my birthright. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Thank God. Amen, amen. So no matter what, God is in charge of time. Amen? We need not worry. God's got it all under control. Look at this. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which passeth passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through who? Christ Jesus. So if we pray as we ought to pray all day long and think as we ought to think all day long, guess what? The peace of God will guard us The peace of God will go with us. We won't be alone. You might feel alone in your room. But thank God. You may be lonely, but you're not alone. Let's say it like that. You might be lonely, but you are not alone. God is with you. guess what? He has another name. Jehovah Shammah. The God who is there. Amen. That's why God needs many names. Because we have many problems. And he has a solution for all the many problems. He has a Jehovah Hyphen for something, whatever we need. Amen. And Jehovah in the Bible is around 6,000 times. You know why? Because we need a lot of help. Thank you, Lord. And guess what? King David, one of the most famous kings in the Bible. Y'all heard about King David? Yes, yes. Guess what? He went through good times. He went through bad times. But guess what? He learned a lesson of how the peace of God can guard and and bless you to know that God is with you. He felt the presence of God with him wherever he went. And that's what we need today, lest we become apostate. We need the real revelation of the reality of God in our in the inner core of our being. We should feel God every single day. And when I pray and sing unto the Lord, amen, uh, in the morning, because we have to make a, a, a declaration every morning, this is the day that the what Lord has made, I will do what? Rejoice, and what? Be glad in it. We have to say that over and over to ourselves every single day. When you miss a beat, guess who's there? The devil say, you don't need the Lord all that much. You got me, you don't need him. Why say yes to him when it feels so good to say yes to me? God takes a long time. He is a crock pot. I'm a hot pocket. You know, the devil moves off fast. And look, I'm on familiar ground. You were born and shaped in shape iniquity and in sin that your mother conceived you. I can work with that. And the devil does work with that. Yes, he does. But he plays unfair. That's right. I'm gonna tell you what the devil is. Sorry, I gotta go a little raw. The devil's just a toothless punk. Yes, he is. He has some power, but he's not omnipotent. God is what? Omnipotent. Um, God has what? All the power. But the devil drops up his power like he's the big one. When I was a you know African-American young man down in Florida, we used to use the word bad in a good way. Yeah, I'm bad. I, I knew it. You know, the devil likes to walk around like he's just bad, you know. But he's not so bad. I liked Rocky. When Rocky was beating the guy, he said, You're not so bad. You're not so bad. And we need to get in God so good that we can hit the devil upside the head and, and, and say, you're not so bad. That's right. But you better be in God when you do it. That's right. You can make the devil run. He'll knock on your door and try to come in your house called your heart. He'll come in one way, the Bible said, but he'll leave splintered seven ways. Like the coward that he is with his tail between his legs. <laughs> run and don't come back. But don't forget this part. In Jesus' name, I'm safe now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When David wrote the 23rd psalm, he was an older man, kind of alone. He was so old. Guess what? He, when they brought him a, a young maiden, he he didn't even aim, he even try to get her digits, because usually he'd be up on that. <laughs> Woo hoo! Wait, hey baby, what's your name? How you? You been around Jerusalem? Where you been? I got all these camels. Look at me. I'm bad. Yes, I am. And he tried to, you know, get the women all swooned up. He had a lot of wives. God didn't tell him to do that. You know, he did some stuff God didn't tell him to do. So he knew about bad stuff. And he did a lot of good things that God did tell him to do. So he knew good stuff. So he wrote Psalm 23 as a memoir, sort of as a pilgrimage he took in his mind. And I will read it to you from the uh, version of the Bible called Basic English Version. Check it out. The Lord takes care of me as his sheep. I will not be without any good thing. He makes a resting place for me in the green fields. He is my guide by the quiet waters. He gives new life to my soul. He is my guide in the ways of righteousness because of his name. Yes. Yes. Though I go through the valley of deep shade, I will have no fear of evil, for you are with me. Your rod and support as the shepherd are my comfort. You make ready a table for me in front of my haters. You put oil on my head. My cup is overflowing. Truly blessing and mercy will be with me all the days of my life and i will have a place in the house of the lord all my days 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 isn't that a good thing people like using the 23rd song because they don't like feeling like a let me think a loser no why should we god is not a loser god amen god is a one that loves the dove amen <laughs> The W. He wants a W. He wants us to have that W stamped on our forehead, stamped on our soul. And if you come to Jesus, just as you are, Jesus is going to have a nice little talk with you. And guess what? You're not going to stay as you are. Because God's going to make you perfect the way he intended for you to be. He'll take all your proclivities, all your little things, quirks and things, things you do that's annoying to everybody. And he'll love you anyway. But then he'll straighten out this. He'll straighten out that. Amen. He'll let the Holy Ghost come in there and he'll look at the, uh, the, uh, the soul that you have as though it was an apartment, a house, a mansion or whatever. You walk through the rooms and he'll say, oh, my goodness, that decor is all off, that decor is all wrong. And God will come in and make some changes. Yes, he will. Are you re- ready to let God come in and make some changes? Are you tired of being bombarded with stinking thinking and the paralysis of analysis? Won't you let yourself be free by God's spirit to think as God would have you think, talk as God would have you talk, and be the person God has meant for you to be? God will put a smile on your sad face. Yes, he will. Hey, God will put a dance in your feet. Yes, he will. He'll put clapping in your hands. Yes, he will. He will do it. He will turn your darkness what into day. He will do it. So this pilgrimage from the mind of King David, as inspired by the Holy Spirit, helps us to know that when we journey down memory lane, guess what? We should take that walk with Jesus. We need to do that. Because if you don't, you're going to have those lumps and bumps that you were pretty to, and they're going to hurt you again. They're going to hurt you all over. And you thought that scab was healed? No, it's still bleeding. It's like it got pus in it. But God wants to, amen, smooth over the rough places. He wants to fill all the valleys in your soul. Yes, he does. Anything you worship that's not God, he's going to tear it down and make you a true worshiper of the most tr- high living God. Amen. Yes. So as we are praying, amen, I want you to know God has blessed me with a good father. For the time he was on earth he's in glory right now he left the earth april in 2020 at the height of covid and uh, they didn't do well with him you know in his nursing home but you know what in hospice he was able to get make all his wrongs right and he had time to do it amen i could see tears of joy flooding on his face Amen. But God kept him from falling. And he said, I'm going to present him faultless before my throne with exceeding joy. I heard him sing this song as we ministered to people much like you down in Florida. Lord, I cannot make this journey by myself, by myself. Lord, I cannot make this journey by myself. Sing it with me Lord I cannot make this journey by myself by myself Lord I Enemy who is the devil, Lord Jesus, we submit to your timing and we commit to trusting in you with continued thanksgiving in all things. Strengthen us to do these things, for we long to be blessed by you and you alone. We ask this blessing in Jesus' name, hallelujah! And what church, amen. God bless you. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church. Pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website, God bless you.